This week on the Pushable Lace Podcast, we're joined by the better half of biceps and banter. Three, two, one, biceps and banner. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damique. And me, Tom Hall. And one more. And we got we got this chump in, haven't we, for the week. Are you talking to me? Yeah. 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 Right, away. First word, insult. <laughs> right. Introduce yourself, mate. Yeah, Come yeah, on. clearly Pop introduce yourself. We don't, we don't know who you are. Mate, if people know who you are, they know who I am. Come on. Come on. Wow, what you bigger? You bigger than me? <clears throat> yes. Well, in in every aspect. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Mike. I'm uh, an alcoholic. Um, I'm interested in males and females, and sometimes animals. Uh, no, I'm Mike, the other half of biceps and banter. Um, online coach. You know, full time dickhead. Um, that's it. I don't like when people say, "Tell us about yourself," because I am <laughs> an idiot. Like everyone hates it, they don't they? Yeah, it's awkward, isn't it? Why don't you describe me, Dan? That'll be fun. That'd be a lot better. You probably know way more than Mike about himself. So yeah, yeah, just an idiot, dickhead, idiot. I, I don't know what more there is to it, really. Facts about me, Dan. Um, some facts about Mike. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to ruin this week's YouTube video, to be fair, so I won't go into too much detail. <laughs> but I could get really, really, uh, really, really in-depth. Um, sure. Mike is a online coach who specialises in coming across as though he's really hard and would, like, <laughs> would beat anyone up at the drop of a hat, but actually he's the softest little twat you've ever known in your life. Uh, and gets very, very shy amongst people who he doesn't know. That's Mike That's really in a funny. nutshell. Yeah. Well, you mate, you asked, you said introduce you, so I'm introducing you as best I know you, mate. He's been acting hard. I mean, you do act, acting hard. Like hard. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to peek behind the curtain right now. That uh, what are you sat in front of, Mike? What am I sat in front of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's on the wall? <sighs> no one can see. Just a wall. It's fine. It's well, just, it's wall. So Mike sat in front of a wall that's got fairy lights and flowers yeah, we, on we, it. We, we, so, I've just put it up on Instagram, so you're fine. Yeah, on it. You are a liar, Dan. <laughs> no one can see it. You just said no one can see it, mate. So mm. <laughs> Nice little fairy lights that he's, he's put up just for this show. We don't video it, mate. It's all right. <laughs> Good job for you, really, to be fair. Brilliant. 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 Is this what it's going to be like for however long that you do these things? I mean, yeah, hour and a half usually. We just we kind of rattle through, so it would be fine. Um. We talk about burger toppings, and Dan Dan gets moderately aggressive. <laughs> that is basically not, all not that happens. Today, not today, though. I don't think. I think you'll be moderately aggressive enough for everyone. So, okay. yeah, that's, that's you all over, mate. Like I said, you act hard. Well, I'm, I'm amped up because. I've known you for two years now, and you've had this podcast for two years, and you've had everybody on there. You've had some poor, poor guests. <laughs> to be uh, fair, to and be we fair, to... On, and we asked them on before you. So. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. And I, I, that's why I'm, I am quite aggressive currently because it's taken this long, and now I know where I, I rank on this list. Yeah. And also, when you said earlier, you went, "Don't matter if you can't make it, mate." Oh, <laughs> 
not bothered. But you didn't say that with Ross Edgley, did you? No, mate, I did not. No. Ross Edgley still, still owes us a burger, actually, as well. I've never seen that, mate. He doesn't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> we made him, mate. We made him. He's a, we were the first podcast he we're came f- on. And, and then if you've checked Amelia, she's gone, been on every single podcast that's known to man ever since ours. Yeah, yeah, it was you that started it off. Yeah, yeah. we started it off. See, that's exactly. how many requests you get after this one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon about the same amount as before. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. only yeah. had to do... Half a, half a one that was kind of like, yeah. yeah, if you can make it, if not, it's the man. Yeah. And only because my business partner is runs it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. It only took us about 164 hours to get you on. So yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I'm up there then. I mean, yeah, they're top. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, on some of those guests, we didn't realise they were Bellens until after. <laughs> so, yeah, on the back of that. Right, this one? You know who you are. Uh, we know you. <laughs> <laughs> Never advanced. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, we're actually going to talk about some stuff about Mike and uh, before we just basically we're going to insult each other all the way through this, as you can see that Dan and Mike really, really get on. So... We're going to go through a little bit of bodybuilding. I've written down people worth following um, for Mike's advice because he he's a bit of an Instagram model um, and that is, that's his thing, right? That's, that's what you do on YouTube. <laughs> basically, I'm just going to basically just hook you. It's absolutely going to be fine. Yeah. My balls went back inside yeah, myself. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and then I want to talk about a bit of the uh, calorie challenges um, because... That's actually something that looks quite cool. Those are the videos I've actually watched, but of of biceps and banner. It's pretty good. You do a, you do a lot of them, so yeah. Yeah, too many. Too many. A lot of people do that. They just watch the calorie challenges because we know because obviously based on the number of subscribers you've got and views and stuff, they always get more views than we've got subscribers. Other people search for them. Yeah. But like we put out some gold content, it gets about four hundred views. You're like seriously? Yeah, like you just I follow you both on Instagram uh, as well. I see it all there. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I, speak I think that's what people do there. People just want to see. <laughs> the, like people want to see like the fun shit. And I think that yeah. like I said, I think that's the one thing that since we um since we did our own thing, I'm not gonna say where we were before. Since we did our own thing, um I suppose <laughs> it's been more about like having fun and doing that sort of stuff which previously was like oh not professional um fuck off but it's kind of like since we've done more like fun things like it's amazing how much people enjoy other people having fun like who who knew who knew but it really has like made a huge difference i think in terms of business and stuff because obviously everyone there's a lot of people out there who know what they're talking about but no one gives a shit about them because they're not entertaining in any way shape or form and mike Watching Mike eat ten thousand calories in about fifteen minutes is pretty entertaining. <laughs> like feeding time at the zoo is, is outstanding. Well, that's a nice little, um, a nice little link that you've done there because that is the title of the podcast, isn't it? I suppose. So you've done. You can tell you've been doing this a long time, Dan. You just will. <laughs> And you think I just do it like randomly on YouTube videos? You think I'm just like you're like? Why did you do that? I'm like, oh well, it's coming up, and then <laughs> you just ruin it. And I hope for the best. But no, you're exactly right. Like, it is the fun stuff that people want to see. Like, because, like you said, nobody gives a fuck about fasting cardio or fed cardio. You could find out from a thousand different fucking people online, whatever. But it's how it's said, I suppose, that makes the difference. And that ultimately is going to, I suppose, help you enjoy what you do a little bit more. And that's going to come across and people are going to resonate with that. Um, and then, in turn, it's going to attract more people because people are attracted to fun. Like, we get it a lot. Like, people just want to fucking book us for seminars or 
come to our dues because they just want to they want to be part of having a laugh really because they know that we don't know anything like we're winging it I think the secret I think the secret though Mike is that they is that we think they, you know we pretend that we're winging it but they secretly know we know what we're talking about secretly they know that you know that they know that you know right exactly that's what it that is. is bang on yeah so I've obviously known you guys for a little while and you weren't, what made you switch from maybe not being as fun, exciting and trying to draw that kind of crowd? Because you didn't put out, put out those kind of YouTube videos previously and what, what made you do it basically? So on my behalf, so mine and Dan's answer is going to be slightly different. Yeah, if, if you're putting it across to Dan, I probably wouldn't be interested in what he's doing. <laughs> no, 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 I teach him every week, so no one's interested. So I kind of have been quite similar throughout and tried to be. It was only, I suppose, working with the, the previous company that me and Dan worked with that we were kind of watered down and filtered out and things. So because I went through like some business coaching when I first set my business up um, and read a lot about marketing and, and everything like that and um, listened to some of like Paul Mort stuff like back in the early days and things like that. And he's obviously quite controversial and, so I always tried to be just myself, um, and I wanted to, to do stuff that I would want to read, or because it, it was read back then, because I started with like daily emails and things like that, um, and then video came into it, which was more of a progression from emails. It was basically what I did on emails, but just with a visual and audio. Um, so I always tried to be myself, but then obviously to fit in with certain people's perceptions of branding and professionalism. I kind of got watered down, not through anything that I wanted to do differently, but the fact that, you know, just a little bit of compromise, etc. Um, and then I think Dan came to the realisation that it perhaps weren't the best thing for, for business and that actually just being yourself was. And I think we were on the same wavelength with that. And obviously when we made the move to, to do these certain things, because we started to do, like, Facebook videos, hadn't we? Mm. Um and they gone really well because we were a lot more like colloquial, less you know clinical, and people like were sharing them, and we were getting some respect from you know other big people in the industry like Phil Learning was sharing them and stuff like that. And I was like actually, so it's not deemed unprofessional. Like other professionals are sharing. Them. Um, so we thought there's something in this, and then obviously we just started doing what we're doing and enjoyed it. And we were just like, you know what, fuck this, let's just do it on our own and, and that's it and we've not really looked back and I think it's benefited us pretty much in all aspects like business and happiness like in his own lives um, I know I'm certainly a lot happier now um, not being fucking filtered and told what I can and can't say and, <laughs> um, I've just seen your Instagram post can you fucking take that down well not fucking because he wouldn't swear <laughs> take that down that's unprofessional blah 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 you know whatever um, don't drink on camera Fitness professionals should be drinking alcohol. Fuck off. Um, so, um, I've always tried to be my, my. And for anybody who I suppose might go through a similar kind of thing, like, because I know PTs and stuff, so, like, I would say, please try to be yourself and don't let anybody change you because people will want to work with you for you. They're not going to want to work with vanilla because then you're marketing yourself against every other fucking bang average person you're always going to find enough people who are similar to you. Like, Dan finds enough people who are similar to him. Fucking surprisingly. Why? Like, there's people out there. Um, so just be yourself and don't let anybody 
really change really it's mad isn't it because dan do you remember going back it must be three and a half four years and we attended phil learney's business seminar and his main the whole take home of the whole day even if he, he reasonably like back then about four or five years ago he was a very aggressive presenter but he's calmed mm. down loads and we had him on the show such a nice guy but his whole thing, we were like, all oh, right, what's your selling point? Why do people want to train with you? And be like, we'd all put a hand up, be like, I'm a biomechanist. I'm a nutrition guy. And he's like, bullshit. No, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's you. They just want to, pay. They, they want to train with you. That's all they want to do. But it's, it came to a realization after that. We were like, nah, that's not true. Yeah, they want to do it because of our expertise. And yeah. it's probably taken us about three, four years to realize, nah, they're just, they're just there because of us. We could have give them whatever at this point but they're probably yeah i think yeah. that's also i think your people who are fucking stupid prove that do you know like I think people <laughs> like in the industry are morons prove that that there's something about them that people like yet they know nothing and they still a lot of them are fucking millionaires and you, you, we watch their videos and we troll the shit out of them and we're like what the fuck? they don't know anything but they're doing something right and i think we like like mike said we started doing the videos on facebook um probably a good six months before we started a youtube channel um, so in terms of like us actually working together as a business, it was probably a year before that we started taking stuff seriously together. And it was basically because I remember one day we got the video camera out and we were videoing something, trying to be professional, and we couldn't be. We were just fucking laughing our heads off. The outtake video, we did an outtake video. And the outtake video got more response than the fucking, the, the normal video did. Um, and we were like, hang on a minute, like, and then Laura, because we worked with um, Laura Baker, um, who was also worked with us at the time, and she said, you guys are so good on camera together. It was like well, the first video we ever did together. I was stood on some fucking box because he was so much taller than me. <laughs> and like it was just like there was just jokes flying, and we were like, oh, okay, let's try doing it. And we did them. And the first few videos we did, we just did them one take, edited them slightly, put them out, and like I said, the response was was what was what it was. And then we started the YouTube video twelve a year ago, a year ago in about twelve, a week, twelve year ago, yeah. 12, I was going to say 12 months ago. Okay, uh, I just looked at the date and I realised it's a year, basically. Yeah, it? it's just anniversary. Pretty close, pretty close isn't it? 12, 12 months in a year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been going for a year. And we basically started in April. And by the time we left, people were talking a lot about the videos we were doing. And other people didn't really like that fact, basically. That they were going well and that, and that we kind of knew what we were doing. And it got to the point where we were questioning a lot of stuff we were doing. Because we were like, hang on, what we're doing is working. Um the other shit we were doing wasn't working. Um, and then we kind of look back and go, well, over the last six months, all we've done, I say, what has it been now? Eight months, fucking hell, time flies. Eight months we've been on our own and like things are absolutely flying and we look back and go like, well, what have we done different? Well, all we've done is <laughs> it's just been ourselves and been, but, you know, filmed what we do in everyday life, which is just have fun and just take the piss out of each other. And a lot of people have a mate like that or they have someone like that they spend time with, whether it's in the office, at work, whether it's at the gym, whatever. And like everyone's got that person they, they piss around with and people can connect with that because they that's what people do all day, every day. They have a mate that they want to piss around with and other, sh- other shit gets in the way and we're lucky that we get to do it more regularly than that. Um, and luckily we know what we're talking about. So we actually do help people, which means that when we coach people, they get amazing results but they're like i said before there are people out there dicking around who people look up to and want to work with and they don't know what they're talking about so it comes down to like you're taking all the qualifications in the fucking world but people don't give a fuck clients remember the old clients pretty much because they technically don't know as much as you right like 
for want of a better word, not always, not often the case, but like for the most part, you know, maybe 80, 90% of people don't know as much. So it, it, it doesn't matter what you say that you know. Like if somebody's great in this area, they don't know whether you are or not. Like they, like they think that their coach knows everything because they know more than they do. Like, and you only need to know slightly more than another person to, to look as though you know what you're on about. Like how many times do people go to the gym and listen to their mate who's been training for a year and they go, oh yeah, he knows what he's on about. And it's like, but he probably doesn't. So like people don't give a fuck about what you know. Like realistically, they, they'd like to think that they do. But what's going to connect with them? Like, and again, pretty much anybody who's making moves in the industry now is just a personality. Like, look at all the big guys who are like James Smith, Martin McDonald, like Jamie Alderton. They're all, you know, good on camera, a little bit controversial somewhat. Um, you know, personality, you know, rather than what they're saying. James Smith doesn't fucking say anything other than stick yourself in a calorie deficit. That's all he fucking says. Like, his technical knowledge is, is non-existent, right? You know, I don't know the guy, and I don't know. <laughs> We've had him on, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he may well know loads, right? But he doesn't put it across because he doesn't need to. That's the thing; he doesn't need to. He gets out of it what he, you know, exactly what he puts across, right? Like it yeah. doesn't matter for for what he needs his demographic. It doesn't matter. Like the fucking body coach, right? He doesn't. We know he doesn't know anything because it doesn't matter. He doesn't it doesn't matter because he'll still get a certain demographic results like he's still helping a lot of people and he's just you know personality it, it, it is what it is like just be yourself and if you know something fucking bonus realistically <laughs> that kind of relays into one of my uh, questions is people worth following from from your perspective especially from you've got a few different avenues say this is kind of a business topic that we've just gone through also yeah. Mike actually body well does compete in bodybuilding unlike Dan um, and then who have you been looking up to in your kind of career through that, mate? Um, so, people who I would listen to in terms of sort of nutrition and training advice, I would say I listened to and read a lot of stuff by Lara McDonald, Eric Helms, Bertrand Nunez, um, Martin McDonald, um, Brad Schoenfeld, um, not going to say one of the other ones that was in there. <laughs> Everybody knows um, that is. Alan Paragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James Krieger. That, the typical evidence-based crowd, right? Like, so nobody really out there or different. You know, it is what it is. Um, so pretty much similar to everybody. I think there's a lot of people who are worth following for various different reasons as well. I think, obviously, you mentioned Amelia before. I think Amelia is worth following for a certain demographic. Hopefully, shouldn't fucking hear that because I don't want to hear that. I've said that, um, but yeah, like in terms of like knowledge and stuff, I would go with them. In terms of entertainment, Louis Capaldi, fucking hell! If you've not watched his, Louis Capaldi, amazing. Do you know who he is? No idea. No, <laughs> me and Dan just sitting there going, oh, no. I need to follow him on Instagram. He's fucking hilarious. So he's a singer, right? He's got number one um, like song at the minute, and he's like a fucking nineteen-year-old lad. He's like not facially blessed or body blessed, <laughs> but he loves it and he knows it, and he's fucking hilarious, mate. Like I can't stop watching him. <laughs> yeah. Similar to you, then, really. Not non-fitness related, but <laughs> it shows how somebody can come across so likable, and it makes you want to watch them, right? So, like, because he is just himself. He is not really no fucking fit himself. Like 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if you go and look at his Instagram now, like, you would see what I mean. And I'm watching him all the time. And I like him. I fucking like him. So it translates that, obviously, if we did that for ourselves and make somebody want to watch, nobody wants to watch because of the... In- like, I don't watch fucking Brad Schoenfeld, Lyle McDonald, fucking Eric Helms on Instagram. I don't I do not do that. If I was going <laughs> to... Do you know what I mean? Like, I would learn from them in terms of... I would read their stuff, right? But the way that, like, we've... So what... I would say about Instagram is you need to make it entertaining. And then obviously if you're wanting to sell, I suppose from it, um, give a little bit of information in there as well, but make it so that it's just dropped in a, in a almost subtle kind of way. That's not too in your face and salesy and boring and fucking blah, blah, blah and things like that. So that's what I found. I found that just being myself and almost making people want to watch because it's, I suppose somewhat entertaining and then giving a few bits of information in there, they watch because they like it and then they build that relationship up with you that actually knows what he's on about. So if they were prepared to start coaching at some point, then you're the person they've been watching. They already like you um, because they've been watching you. They already know about you. They know what they, they know what you do. So for us, it's you're then getting clients. It's almost like a jackpot because they know who you are like they're, they know your personality. You know you're going to get on with them, which makes a better coach-client relationship when you get better results that way. Um, <clears throat> so for me, like I look at non-fitness people for what I want to watch, basically, if that makes sense, on Instagram. I don't really follow many fitness people on Instagram like that, if you know what I mean. If that makes sense? Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I think... Uh very similar that I don't I tend to have like a few which are very in my area of expertise like the prehab guys Dr. Brent Brookbush and physios all these guys who it's all very visual and I can see what they're doing it's all very snippet 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 and then there's the cast of Game of Thrones or some golf guys who do like golf challenges and yeah. all this kind of crap that I'm just they yeah I just like them I like them presenting that's that's why I watch it and people were just like oh you're really sad Tom you like playing Star Wars games like yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's a crowd. Oh. That's what you find. I don't give, give a crap. So that's what I'd rather watch than, yeah, just generic. Yeah, people want to go on Instagram to be entertained, surely, because it's a break from whatever they're doing. A lot of the time, if I wanted to learn something, I wouldn't be looking on Instagram to learn it, per se. But if I'm there being entertained by somebody who's in our field, let's say, for example, like a James Smith, right? And then he comes up with something that you didn't know. You're watching because you enjoy it, Bonus. but then you learn it do you know what i mean i'm not going to sit there and listen on instagram to say lyle mcdonald give me you know fucking 200 snaps on his story of him talking about some studies like you're not going to do that because that's boring you wouldn't go to instagram for that like in my personal opinion i wouldn't be on instagram for that reason i want it as a break from what the other things i'm doing right so like i say if if i'm entertained then i'm going to watch or read or look or whatever you know or just, you know, a bird with a tits out. That's what <laughs> so speaking of, like, the entertainment value, and <laughs> and you said uh, the most watched videos that you guys have done because of the, I don't know, basically searching them, the calorie challenges, and mm. of the ones that I know you've done, I know you did the 24,000 one in a day, right? Yeah. And you obviously did the 10,000, like, normal. I feel like that's been done a lot now. But that was the, probably the first one you guys did. Well, um, say that, Tom. 
but it's usually 10,000 in a day. That's the normal. Oh, is that like, the normal? In a day? An hour. Yeah. Oh, you did it in an hour? Yeah. Okay, so what I'm, I'm like sitting there going, what does it feel like? What, what are the overcoming emotions of those days that you're actually, and what, what's going through? Because I've, I've watched and like listened to the guy who does Man vs. Food and how he prepares the stuff, but is there, is there an idea for it? So, the first one... And, then, and I, then you've got to tell me how Dan prepares as well, by the way. Fucking hell. <laughs> what not to do? Yeah. <laughs> so the first one I was quite daunted by, because I was like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? Like, I didn't know what to expect. I dieted for it. Like, I kept my calories low. Um, I did an extra cardio, and I was like, right, I need to properly like, get my head in the game for this. Um, and then, obviously, I did it. And then I realized... Um, like nothing fucking happens. Like nothing changes. Like realistically, ten thousand calories. How much of it you're going to digest? Like if you have dieted, how much glycogen you're going to fill? Um, you know, has your TDE risen that day? Did you do more exercise because of it? Lo- loads of different avenues, right? Um, so realistically, in terms of the overfeed, how much? And then thermic effect of food is going to be fucking huge as well. Don't forget. Um, so yeah, realistically in terms of the overfeed, it didn't really do anything. Like I think the next day I might have looked watery, and then the day after that I was like sound. I was just back to normal. So it kind of leveled my head for the succeeding one. So then I I just stopped preparing for them. So I was like, actually, it's not even a big deal. So now I don't prepare for them, and we've done a few just on the fly, like ad hoc ones, um, where we just turn up on the morning and just be like, should we do a calorie challenge, and then I'll just do it. Um, so in terms of that. And preparation, like we we prepared the first few because we'd just been dieting, so it was like it was all the things that we were like, right, we really like a breakfast, so we're just gonna get loads of breakfast foods, and then the next one it was like, right, we'll do a Saturday night takeaway themed one. Um, so we do tend to run, I suppose, with themes of, of stuff because I think did we do a Christmas one? Can can I remember a Christmas one? We did an afternoon tea one, so we we run with themes basically to make it, I suppose different to just doing 10,000 of randomness, right? Well, the feeling, I suppose, of the day of doing it starts off with excitement. And, like, you can't wait. You can't wait to, to, to buy it all, to fucking tuck in. As you're walking around the shop or ordering it from the, like, whichever fast food restaurant it is or whatever, you're excited. The smell in the car, unbelievable. <laughs> like honestly like sometimes you, you can't even keep your hands out of the bag just a pinch of chip because you, you're that excited about it <laughs> frantically cannot wait right and then within about 10 minutes you want your life to end like it's you can't describe the feeling until you've done it and I get a lot of people who so say I could beat you I can beat you it's like maybe you could right but don't say that you can't until you on it because well, no, there's a barrier isn't there? and it's usually about 20 minutes in done. yeah that's, that's when i go like my eyes glazed i'm it's, it's not even a calorie thing either like because we we've done it before a couple of times with different types of foods and all that sort of stuff and it's not about like when you get to that 15 20 minute mark about the amount of calories you've consumed it's literally just you've obviously eat that quickly and obviously the goal is usually eat it as quick as possible except for the 24,000 one but even that is the same thing still that's you, still, a, yeah. you still eat pretty you still eat pretty quickly like regardless like 15 20 minutes is usually most people are, wouldn't eat that long in their dinner they wouldn't take that long to eat their dinner so you get to that mark where you get to that and it's just your body just goes you're full mate 
and you just instantly like that like you just feel awful and like you say the food starts tasting different like i know it sounds really odd but things at the start that tasted a certain way and the reason we know this is that we've done obviously stuff with chicken nuggets and jaffa cakes which is the same thing but even with other things you've done like you have half of it and then you go somewhere else you come back to it and it just tastes completely different because you gotta go oh that, that went in well easy at the start i'll save some of that for when i feel a bit fuller and it just tastes completely different it doesn't work and it, it's the strangest it's just the strangest feeling you just can't you can't like i've been to the point where i can't put another mouthful in like in like because i'm like i will be sick like it's such a bizarre feeling and like when i've watched them before i'm like fucking hell mate just eat it just get it in yeah yeah you can't like because it's like sometimes i put it in and i, I don't want to chew i just have to hold it in my mouth for a little bit just to compose myself so like i mean that sounds fucking mental i get that that sounds fucking mental but you have to prepare yourself to chew something. <laughs> but it is that bad. And then I get to the point where I then have to, like, sort of neck it with a glass of water. So I'm not even chewing it in the end. I, I like, break off small enough chunks that I can just neck and swallow whole. So it's ridiculous when you think of the concept. But, yeah, like, 20 minutes and you're, you're, you're gone. And like, like Dan says, it, it all tastes like turd. Like... And the sweetness gets you as well sometimes, and you're just like, oh my god, it's just so fucking rich. And I can't describe it. You'll have to do one, Tom. I've got to do one at some point. Well, I just, to be fair, I, hang on, to be fair, Tom is here. Tom is coming at the weekend for that Biceps and Banner thing. So we I am. Use... I am down for the whole weekend. we won't be able to do one because we're dieting, so Tom will have to. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, the only exception to that rule, there is one exception to that rule of foods that don't taste the same and that is the wagamama's cheesecake for some reason when we did that one it oh, tasted amazing like, like, <laughs> i thought you meant you like you had like ten thousand calories of wagamama's cheesecake mate i was like that'd be easy. that's the that cost we will do that one day we will do that one day um yeah, that was bizarre, weren't it? Because we were fucked at that point, and then that cheesecake came out. I was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" Yeah, because we said like we love that, love that cheesecake. And by the time we got to Wagamama's, we had consumed about twelve. By the time we got to Wagamama's, twelve thousand calories. By the end of the mains at Wagamama's, it was about sixteen thousand calories. And then we each had two bits of cheesecake, and we were like, "That was amazing." And we were worried that it was going to taste shit. Cause we loved it, but it was the only thing that whole day that I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah. Oh, good. So that kind of answers what was the the best thing that you've had whilst you were doing one of these challenges. What kind of resonates as the worst thing you put in your mouth whilst you were doing this? What's the what? The chicken nugget challenge was the worst for me. For you, chicken nuggets were awful. Well, I the the twenty four thousand calorie challenge was the worst for me, um, and from a couple of things just because I was like that full but the even like the last item that I had to have I decided to go for granola with double cream it's <laughs> uh, heavy as fuck <laughs> and it was so rich and I was on I was on like 23 and a half thousand or something I was like oh my god we're so close and it was like there was like say 20 minutes left and I was like so close to failing this so Dan went and blended it, <laughs> had it further milk and water, to, and the volume was just something else. Like, and when you when you're that full, what you do not need excess volume. <laughs> the last meal, 
So I'm there <laughs> to drink my last calorie. Yeah, when you blended it, surely that like beat some air into it, so it got a little yeah. bit bigger. Oh yes, <laughs> great, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Double the size of the volume. It was a bad idea. Yeah, but at that point as well, by the way, let me just say you were having to drink water to eat things anyway. I was having to drink water to get that shake down, which was bizarre. <laughs> Because it tasted that rich, I never thought I'd have to neck a liquid with water. <laughs> never thought that that would ever have to happen. Because the, the rationale was like, right, blend it, and I can neck it. And as soon as I had a first sip, I was like, I can't neck it. I can't neck that. Like, so I started eating it with a spoon at one point, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, like soup. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is the worst. Because I thought it ruptured my stomach. Like... I was really bad. I thought I was going to have to take him to hospital at one point. I was genuinely for like... That, for that, like, uh, I, I watched all of Mike's stories when uh, he was doing the 24,000 one on that day. And then you went, tra- you trained, don't you? both trained on that day, didn't you? Because I remember you being at the at Watson gym and then you just being like, I'm like, he's just <laughs> pointing to about where your forehead was like, I'm, I'm this much full. I'm done. Yeah. It's like, see you later. I'm, I'm 18,000 in. I was just like, why are you... I was like... I, was there a purpose to training that day? Did you feel like you needed to, or you just you found yourself at the gym? We probably wanted a bit of extra energy expenditure, <laughs> yeah. probably. And bro, as it sounds, get a good pump. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think we just wanted a bit extra bit of it. Like we thought it might make us slightly hungrier yeah. by training, yeah. but it didn't. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're so far in, it's not going to be. Um, good. And um, it's not great training after you know like fucking a, a massive full english breakfast and about eight donuts um so it didn't feel great but we fucked we fucked the challenge up really because stupidly we started at late at night which a lot of them do but we didn't get the the aspect of them then waking up early in the morning so me and dan still had a lion so <laughs> uh, so what they do is they start at like seven eight and then, obviously, they'll go to bed and that sleep, they sort of, like, digest, etc. But they'll get up at, like, four and have yeah. another meal. We didn't do that. We didn't <laughs> the next day. So we'd lost about 12 hours, like, of eating or something that I didn't eat for. So, realistically, I'd eaten it in about 12 hours, yeah. which is an effort. I mean, uh, it, it just shows the uh, the amount of planning that went went into it, mate. So dash with everything. <laughs> But leading on to the gym question, because what kind of dad wanted to talk about with you as well, with these challenges and kind of, I'm going to guess that your uh, daily expenditure isn't around 24,000. So maintaining kind of where you're at with these kind of eating challenges, because you're a big guy, but you do keep yourself in pretty good nick. Yeah, I mean, you only see that on Instagram, though. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say that I probably maintain on maybe, what, three and a half, four thousand, let's say, a day. So, was that me? Maybe me. Yeah, yeah. I think that was you. <laughs> three and a half, four thousand a day, it was like, it was dinging, like, it was like, yes, correct. You do <laughs> So think about it like logically, like typically after an eating challenge, I don't tend to eat the next day or at least not a huge amount. So if you think about it over two days, if I've done 10,000 calories, then it's 5,000 a day. And realistically, that that, uh, that surplus is, isn't really excessive. So if you wanted to, you could just keep, you could just sort of, in, you know, 
chip away at that, I suppose, for the rest of the week or leading up to it. Like, you could do that or add a little bit of extra cardio. I don't tend to do it like I said now. Like I did at the beginning, but I don't now just because I, I naturally tend to eat quite well anyway. Like, so people will see these challenges and go, how can you eat all that and, you know, stay relatively, you know, in trim, I suppose. But I also train four or five times a week. I do cardio from time to time. Um, I also keep my calories fairly low on the days that I'm not doing these calorie challenges. I eat, you know, fat-free dairy. Pretty much my most of my meat sources are from chicken or turkey. I, I eat tons of salad and veg to fill myself up. I eat butternut squash still. I still eat broccoli rice. I don't eat normal rice. Like so, my calories are quite low because my appetite is so large. I can't really go back to sort of normal foods because I would just keep getting fatter. Um, so I would eat my maintenance from quote unquote, you know, like diet foods, um, which would be used in the diet. So um, I tend to do all of those things, which, which people don't, I suppose, see. They just see the good bit, right? They just see that fucking hell, you get to eat all that and oh, you still look all right. I don't know how it's happened. It's like, yeah, but, you know, the rest of the time I'm pretty fucking boring. Like I cook the same fucking foods. I have an omelette every morning, an egg white omelette every morning for breakfast. Pretty much every lunch is a chicken salad. And then my evening meal switches between like a turkey burger and butter squash waffles, like fajitas with like two wraps or something. And that's it. And then like I have like two bowls of Greek yogurt and a tub of Halo top. And like, that's it. Pretty much every day. Fucking boring, isn't it? <laughs> It's a peek behind the curtain for everybody. That's this. <laughs> then you can go away and go to London, like me and We can go and have donuts and burgers and pancakes. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, just do all the other shit. And also, don't forget, Tom, diet the like fuck for seven months down to stage weight, right? And then you've got a little bit of leeway to gain some weight back, right? Like, it's the dieting that people don't want to do first, you know? So when we started these calorie challenges, it was like a couple of weeks after I'd competed. So you've got scope there to gain a good fucking 10, 15 kilos like, and still look half decent when you weigh. Obviously, like I weigh like over 100 kilos. You know, that's going to sit differently to somebody who's 60 kilos, you know. It's a much smaller percentage. Like Dan, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, Dan, Dan's not 60 kilos yet, is not he? Quite. Not quite. He's no, getting yeah. there. With these challenges, if you do a few more, he will be there soon. He's getting there with these challenges. <laughs> Ate one donut on the first one. But yeah, so um, like I say, like the, the, the people again will probably choose to to not see that I didn't drink alcohol for seven months. I didn't have a takeaway for seven months. I ate eighteen hundred calories um, and did three thousand calories worth of cardio every week for seven months. Like. So, so it's it's all relative, right? No one wants to hear that bit, mate. Yeah, no that's just dull. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, can, can I can I skip that and just do the challenges? <laughs> that's what you're doing now, mate. That's why you're overweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, isn't it? Like exactly that. So yeah, there is scope to gain, you know, get a bit of weight and still look all right. You know. So with the bodybuilding and the shows, are you planning to do any more? No, absolutely not, Tom. No. There's nothing really appealing about starving yourself for six months to stand on stage with a fake tan and get baby rolls for people to look at. <laughs> There's not that much appealing about it. The first time I competed, right, was for, biz for a business point of view. So I used to be uh, in the Air Force um, defending the country when I done. 
Yeah, you're when you're a guard on the fucking base or something like that on the gate. Yeah, I am trained with weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally lifted up the gate up and down uh, with, a, with a toy, toy gun on your shoulder. It happened. It was automatic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, where was I? Yeah. So basically, I was starting up. I just started my degree and stuff like that. Like whilst I was in the RAF and got qualified as nutritionist PT all that whilst I was still in. And I was wanting to start my business. And I remember asking um, all of my football team um, on an away match on the bus. And I asked them all, like, if you had two coaches there, one had competed, one hadn't, and you didn't know anything about the qualifications or they looked roughly about the same, who would you go with? And every single one was like the guy who's competed. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to compete then. So stupidly, I decided to, to compete. And I did all right. I came second. So out of two. Out of two, yes. <laughs> On a better note, that absolutely agrees with the research that we reviewed like two weeks ago, Dan. Yeah. Mike's anecdotal research from football team. And then we looked at a research paper that was discussing that exact fact of what people. Yeah. yeah, there was a paper. I can't believe I didn't send it to you. Basically, there was a paper that came out and it was a... Um, they basically said that your perception of PTs... Of in, knowledge in the, in the and competency... World, people, yeah, people look at trainers who are in shape and believe that they are more competent and more knowledgeable just because they're in shape. And it was kind of the whole argument about, like, should PTs be in shape? And we've always, I think we and you, Mike, have the same conversation that we've had with uh, me and Tom have had on here. It's, if you're a PT, you need, in our opinion, if you're in shape, you know, it's going to help you. And it's like you're competing against people who are just in shape. They know nothing. Um, but there's an element to it where everyday Joe doesn't know how much you know. Um, and they will judge you on that. And this research basically basically backed up backed us up with that which was if they don't know you they will judge you on how you look but once they know you that goes away and it doesn't really matter as much of course it doesn't but ultimately someone's in first impression of you was was that um yeah which is quite interesting it is though like but you see it all the time people ask the person who's in shape at the gym what they did and then they copy them like going back to it like you've probably heard this story before dan but like there was a lad when i was in the rf who was like eight pack year round like genetically gifted didn't train didn't know anything about food used to drink all the time but like looked quality like looked really good and people used to ask him for nutrition and training advice and he used to like give out little bits because he thought he knew a bit but he didn't and we were sat at the table once and he was eating gammon and he said I love fish me and we were like, <laughs> we were like what and he was like oh I just bloody love fish I love a bit of gammon and we were like gammon are you thinking of salmon and he was like what and we were like you, you know that gammon is from a pig and he was like he kind of did that awkward laugh where he wasn't sure whether we were having him on or not <laughs> that's his nutritional knowledge there yet people were still asking him what you need to get in shape you know so it just shows that it makes no fucking odds but anyway yeah so uh, the first show went quite well i suppose when i came second so then that meant that I went to nationals uh, and I came fifth at nationals. And I wasn't really planning on doing it again because I didn't particularly enjoy it. Like, I get quite nervous. And as Dan's introduction explained, I'm quite shy, I suppose, despite the bravado that I put on. Um, the hard man. The hard yeah. man act. Yeah. Um, so I don't particularly enjoy it. Um, I get really nervous and. Uh, agitated and I don't like people coming to watch and stuff like that and I, I don't have any of my family or friends coming and watch me and stuff and um, yeah so I wasn't going to do it again but then when we worked with the, our previous company 
we de- decided as a team to all compete. So all of us, all five of us, dieted for a show again. Um, and I suppose I did, I did all right there as well. I came third in that one. Uh, but I decided to not go to nationals that time because I just don't like it. And then I competed last year. And again, I just don't like it. And I didn't do very well last year because you just get there. And if you turn up and you say, like, I've dieted for seven months and everybody here is on gear. And you're just like, well, that's a waste of my life for seven months. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Get back to the calorie challenges. Like, And it's just, I don't feel that there's enough reward for me to do it considering I don't like it. I think for people who love it, fantastic. I think for people who could potentially do well at it and devote their life to it, fantastic. Like, if that's what you want to do. But for me, I just, there's more important things currently in my life than, than doing that. So I don't think I'll ever do it again. I think it's a common trait with a lot of people that we start, I don't know, have kind of seen that they've, obviously you kind of wear out something and you kind of lose your love for it anyway, but possibly. But it seems like the, some of the bodybuilding, it, does seem to lose a lot of traction within people after they've done it like three or four times and then it's kind of like mm, yeah maybe I'm done with this like I need to move on with my either life career there's stuff that's I guess it's the hierarchy as stuff gets more important than just looking insane and then you're like actually friends family stuff yeah. fairy lights that kind of stuff so yeah I, I think it's I think it's one of those where as well like I've whenever I've had someone who comes to me and they say they really want to do a show or whatever and they've never done before I'm always like well have you done a photo shoot they're like no and then you do a photo shoot and then they actually like enjoy that more they're happy with the pictures again the pictures you get from a show are never quite as good as a photo shoot you don't get as many you don't get any you know anything like that and the effort you have to put in to go to a show and to go even further and past that point is just ridiculous like we've got a shoot in 10 weeks and we'll probably look alright for it we're not going to fucking diet ourselves like we would for a show for it but you still look alright pictures still look good you still look pretty happy with it and I think that like I said, I did it because it was kind of like everyone was doing it together and I didn't enjoy it. I was like, I wouldn't do that. Again, for the same reason that Mike said, I was looking around like, well, I was like, unless I start getting on steroids, what's the fucking point? Like, it is pointless. And you have to devote so much of your life to it. Like you said, like if you love it and you, have, you know, that's what you want to do, then, then crack on by all means. But that's like 0.01% of the population. And, you know, again, people like, like coaching prep clients they like seem to want to do it as if it's like the, the holy grail of like online coaching. And it's like, yeah, but think how many people out there actually want to do it. And I think how many people out there just need to lose some weight. <laughs> like you, you're, you're really niching down on such a small market that's quite saturated with other people doing it as well. Um, that, yeah, I think we're like, we've, we've chatted about it before. I, I'll never ever do it again because it's, it's again, it's like that competitive nature in me doesn't get me going. It's like, I don't care. Like, of course you're going to beat me. Mate. You're twice the size of me. Of course you're going to beat me. <laughs> and it's, it's like, what's the point? Like any other sport though, like at this level, like sport should be done for fun. Like, unless obviously when you're a professional at any sport, then yeah, there's going to be an element of it's fucking art. Like, but mm. even at this shit standard that we would compete at, it's still fucking hard. Like if you want to play five side football with your mates, you don't have to die at seven months for it. Like, you don't have to give up everything for it. So it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it unless, like you say, you just absolutely love it. And I would talk pretty much most people out of it unless they were dead set on it. I'd just be like, look, do you want to give up your relationships with family, friends, partners, you know, lose your libido, not be able to eat out, go to social events, you've got this coming up, that coming up, this, that. You, you can't you can't do it. Like, you can't, you can't drink, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
to stand on stage, be judged by somebody else, potentially not be happy with what that judge has said, and come away with a plastic trophy if you're lucky. Like, there's no way there's no nothing else, isn't it? Like, weigh those options up. Like, there is more, and it's it's a big chunk of your life. It's not like saying, oh, I've died for three or four weeks. It's like six fucking months. It's half a year. You do it every year. Fuck me. Like. So also, to be to be the best, to be the best as well, and to like, if you're going to compete again, is you've got to have that approach in your off season as well. Like, you can't just like sack it off for a year, no. like because they have off seasons, and that's when they have to train just as hard again. You can't really drink huge amounts of alcohol because again, it's going to affect your recovery. And like, there's elements to that, even that as well, that you're like, you like you said, you look back and go, what the fuck is the point? Like, you know, at the end of it, and I don't know. Like you say, it's personal preference, right? Like we've had we had AJ Morris on, and we talked to him, and he again. It, on that podcast, it was like getting into the mindset of, of a world champion at that level, right? And it is literally like tunnel vision. And it has to be. It has to be. Like, he, it has to be. Right. And great. And he's great at what he does, right? Like, that's fantastic for him. And that's the demographic that he appeals to with his clients, etc. And that's fantastic. But like Dan said, I don't really particularly want to prep. I've got a few prep clients and they're fantastic and typically they work fucking hard and there's a reason why they compete because they all love it. The, the guys I've got love it and they want to do it and they love the routine and stuff and that's fantastic. They're actually quite easy to coach. Um, but I want to coach guys who are like me, who you know enjoy a beer, who enjoy having a burger, want to do a food challenge if they want to do a food challenge. Like, because why shouldn't they? Like, but they still want to get in shape. They still want to look decent on the beach, be happy, confident with their top off. Like, that to me is perfect. Yeah, it still relays into uh, there's there's the cost of getting lean is the thing that I go towards and then. If they want to actually go beyond that, that would be a bodybuilding show. If I'm, if I'm honest, so. But I'm never going to prep anybody for that because it's not my field of expertise. Wouldn't have a clue what to do. So, go to these guys if you really want to. Neither, neither do a lot of the other people coaching me, so you don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, hard. here's calories. Go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Stick them on cardio. Do it for long enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we're getting we're we're about fifty minutes in, so I'm going to introduce what is essentially going to be a fitness nutrition, not really ish, version of Family Feud, yeah. <laughs> and you guys are going to go <clears throat> straight away. Um, so we've got a few lists that you guys are going to have to uh, pick certain. Well, pick the stuff on the list. You've both seen Family Feud. What's it called over here? Family Fortune. Family Fortune. Hey, good. So I was thinking what, that I was like, what the I was fuck's like, Family Feud? Family Feud's the Americanized version. So. Family Fortunes. Family Fortunes. There we go. You, you guys are both Northern. You would have watched it. So it's absolutely fine. All right. We've got, <laughs> we got, we got a few lists. I'm going to let our guest choose one. Um, so where we have best burger toppings, of course. Worst people at the gym. Best workout songs. Best sodas. Superfoods. Best protein powder brands, protein shake ingredients, cereal brands, or best bodybuilding foods? Is that too many? <laughs> what was the first one again? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Worst people at the gym. Worst people at the gym. Let's go. All right. So you, you both know how this works. Ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan's like, yeah, he's sitting back at this like, I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> like, never done a quiz before. You've got to name somebody who's shit, like who you would say is shit in the gym. So like, this, we are using a uh, website called Ranker.com. Yeah, but who's going first? That's what I was, what I'm, I was waiting for. Oh, Mike's going to go first, mate. 
Yeah, so I thought, yeah. so that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> so I'm within a, within a say, within the top, I think, as this goes on for a while, um, let's go top 10. You've got to get on this list. Okay? And yeah. you can say what you like. Okay, so where's people in the gym? I'm going to go with... Um, is bro too generic? Let's see. Um, number five, bros. Boom, Mike straight in with the list. In. Nice. Damn. Crossfitters. Crossfitters. I think we're top ten, mate. That's a bit niche. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's done. <laughs> as soon as you get three, you're done, mate. So let's do it. What was number one? No, no, no. You, oh, you still, keep, still carried on. Should have on different list now. Don't you, the grunter. <laughs> oh, there we go. We've got a grunter one on here. Hundred percent. That's number eight. Mike. Jeanine. Absolutely balling. Dan, can you make it two in a row? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the. You ever been to a gym? <laughs> no. Look <laughs> you. No. The smelly guy. The smelly guy. Oh. Guy with no deodorant. Let's have a look. Bam, bam. Is that not? Bam. Um, no. It's wow. not there. But I, I, the grunter's on there. Yeah, the grunter's on there. But I can... I, I'll, yeah, I can't give it to you because it's not in the, the top... It's not, it's not in the top ten. Uh, noise? What's that? Make the noise. Come on. Make, Make the noise. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Dan's uh, over two. Good work, mate. You got one more, and then Mike gets this list, mate. So best of three lists. So I will go with um, the shadow boxer. The shadow boxer. I can already tell that's not there. Fuck. Dan, you want to make the noise? You make the noise. Damn. <laughs> How is that not on there? The um, the machine hogger. The machine hogger. No. Dan's done, it? mate. You are awful. Well done, Mike it... gets that first list. Boom. Ridiculous. I don't know if you win, but yeah, you, let's, let's put these top 10. So if anybody wants to know, uh, number one, apparently, this is to this website is people who don't clean up their sweat. You said that, Dan, but you didn't go back on it. Two, people who refuse to put their weights away. That's it. You got four, <laughs> three old naked dudes in the locker room. Nice. Well, yeah, okay. I was thinking about the gym floor. I was not really. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we, we had bros. Uh, number six, you talked about it so much already, Mike. Mr. Unwanted Advice. <laughs> um, we got Selfie Takers, The Obnoxious Grunter. The Mike fits into about four of these. <laughs> the Texter, uh, The Chatty Cafe, and The Flirter. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. Dan, I'll let you choose lists. So that one's gone, mate. You you should go towards something that's a little bit more home for you. Burger toppings. Burger toppings. Boom. Should we go top ten again? I feel like we have to. Because this could be a quick list. Alright, mate. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's on there. I'll, I'll, I'll give you... It does say cheddar cheese. So. What? Uh. What'd you say, Mike? 
What number was that coming in at? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're taking real seriously. That was yeah. a two. <laughs> two. Bacon. Bacon, yeah? Yeah, that was number one. Yes! <laughs> Ding! There we go. Back but you can't... You, right, okay, right, okay. Let, answer me this question. Do you ever have a burger with bacon on without cheese? That's you don't ever. No, but my point is that it's <laughs> the first thing. Don't put, <laughs> don't put bacon on before <laughs> cheese. The cheese should be number one. Just give it 100 people. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wait. Wait. Doesn't matter. This is like, the premise of the game, Dan. Pickles. <laughs> right, Go it's on. Did you just give yourself more time to think? That's basically what you've done. You're already, you're already out, aren't you? Pickles. Remember, we're thinking top 10, mate. Yeah, that's good. I'll give you it. It's dill pickle. Yeah. What number? What number? Uh, that was number eight. Living dangerously. Oh. Are sauces on there? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. You can't ask questions. Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup. Yeah. Ding. What number? Four. Oh, I'm so better than you, Dad. <laughs> I love this. Seriously, I'll take it. We're gonna have to do this for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it, Dan. Back to you, mate. Oh, mustard. Mustard. What we got? <clears throat> no, not in the top ten, mate. Not in the top ten. That is, is number ridiculous. eleven. This is Jalapenos. Ridiculous. Wow, that's that's outrageous. Jalapenos. Yeah. <clears throat> no. no. Definitely not. That's, that's 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 reaching, mate. You've got not Mexico. I don't even. That's that's put. Oh, twenty one. That is on that list, mate. Fucking hell! Jeez, onions. Where are you going, Dan? Onions. Onions. Yeah, you're good. What number? Five. Oh god! So I've got to get number three then to go, to do the clean sweep. Yeah, pretty much. Tomato. Tomato is there. Ding. Well done. Number six. Oh. <laughs> We're almost out of the top ten because these are going to start going pretty quickly. You said cheddar cheese before, didn't you? Blue cheese. <clears throat> wow, Dan, you're one life away, mate. Lettuce. Number three. Oh, that is a clean sweep. Wow, Dan, you got to get this otherwise. Lettuce. Like, Fucking hell. Well, there's no way that Dan's going to have won this category. There's no <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Mayo. Ding. Yeah, you're good. Mayo is number seven, mate. I feel like there is literally there's only two left in this top ten. That's all right. Yeah, one, two, three, four. There's only two left. Nine and ten. Nine and ten. That's hard. Do you eat some? No. Bam. Can you think? I'll give you a clue, as they are both variations of stuff you both said already. Uh, cheese. American cheese. American yeah, cheese. Yeah. Ding. And then... What I said... Said bacon. <laughs> said 
<laughs> Dan's also said stuff as well, mate. Remember, <laughs> they say both, yeah. Yeah, no, but you said variations what we've both said, and Dan got the cheese one. <laughs> yeah, but you, either of you could have said it. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Do you just put that for midway. Should we time us out? Grilled onions, mate. Bam. <laughs> outrageous i know that's one list each i feel like this is going to be so this is for for the game you've got to go last list mike you can have it what do you want <laughs> no you no, you didn't win you've got three x's dan only went wrong twice what hey see that's just stay in the game mate you just got to stay in the game sometimes that's, that's not how it works my scoring system's right here no, it is how it works mate it's game shit it is how it works you got buzzed out so deal right. with it right okay. last so list Tom's choice for last list then I reckon my yeah. choice ooh that's going to be so easy BBLs <laughs> no where are we going to go I feel like it's got to be superfoods. Okay. Bam. So the healthiest superfoods, according to Ranker.com and the people who vote on this. So. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! I think it's decided goes first. The guest goes I first. I just want the last round, surely. So I go. What? Well, that's not the word. All right, let's go. Mike first on. I will go with. Chia seeds. Chia seeds. That's punchy straight out. No chance. <clears throat> Bam. Oh, oh. I know what I should say. <laughs> I know what you said as well. Go on then. Avocado. Avocado. Ding. Number seven, mate. What well up? Seven. Kale. Saying kale. Yeah. <sighs> <clears throat> Bam, Mike. Come on, mate. It's an American... I feel like this is from an American audience. I feel like that's a very British thing to to have. Wow. Kale is considered up there, isn't it? Blueberries. Oh, mate. Number one. Blueberries. I know my superfoods, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell, I fucked this, haven't I? Yeah. Um, quinoa. Quinoa. No. Three <laughs> goes to that. Dan. That's because there's no such thing as superfoods. So <laughs> <laughs> anybody really interested, we had blueberry, broccoli, spinach, strawberries, garlic, apple, <laughs> avocado, almond, carrot, and banana. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Ridiculous list. <laughs> Don't blame the list. Wow. Why is a banana more super than a strawberry? <laughs> Just is, mate. Shape is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, for you, <laughs> let's bring this back. <laughs> so, apart from obviously playing uh, Family Fortunes, what uh, lies in store for in the future of Biceps and Banner? Even more of these. Um, Even more. <laughs> just coaching. Like we we said that we just want to focus on like primarily being coaches because that's what I suppose pays the bills um, so we just want to keep focusing on as clients um, and just be the best that we can be as fucking cliche and as, as sad as that sounds 
Um, but I think sometimes people do get sidetracked with their little fucking jaunts in, in other directions and their coaching falls a little bit by the wayside. Um, so just coaching. And then in our sort of other days where we're not doing so much coaching, just try to be as fun as we can on YouTube and just enjoy it. Like That, for me, is the main thing. If I'm if I'm enjoying it and I'm happy, then then that's it. Like I don't care about anything else. Hundred percent. Have you got like? Was there one space left on your lifting workshop, or was that gone yeah. already? Uh, yeah, one space. So we'll probably do a couple of these because it seems to have gone quite well. Like that's only come about because we've had an unfortunate dropout. It had sold out. So we've got one space that's on the twenty sixth of May, right, Dan, um, in Bath. So. Anybody wants to come to that, to you know, I'll be handing out the drinks. Um, Dan will be um, doing some coaching. Um, yeah, so that's and it's cheap as fuck as well. So you can't get us on that angle. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are providing the lowest quality content. Um, so we priced it accordingly. Um, so yeah, we're going to do that. Um, what else have we got in store? Just, I think for like I said, for us, like you know, we we've said for the next six months anyway. That's kind of all we're doing is we're just going to focus on coaching. Um, probably do another training day at some point. Uh, we've got our client photo shoot in June, um, and yeah, it's just it's just about YouTube really and growing that and, and making them making the best of that and, and like I say putting out the, I suppose entertaining content um, that we can. And then I think going into the end of the year, we'll probably look up what else we can potentially do. Um, but but that's it, and like, and like you know, all, all the other stuff we've got going on will will just naturally evolve from that, I think. But um, but yeah, in terms of like what we love doing, we love coaching our clients, we love creating videos, so we'll just do more of that. Yes, please, four. So you know, yeah, just more of that, just more of that, even more of that, more of that, mate. Decent. Yeah, I think too many people are trying to like. I think obviously because a lot of this is aimed at training stuff, is that they try and do too much. They try and focus on too many things like we've again we've thought about this sort of stuff but again only because we've had thoughts before about like doing group training or group programs or and it's like well people don't get the best you they don't get the best service if you're good at one thing just do that and do it and do more of it and that's that's kind of what we want to do and, and like I said, the biggest thing for us is when people we still get just as excited as we did in our first youtube video when someone shares it when they subscribe when they comment like we still text each other when we hit milestone subscribers like it's all sad but it's like we still like we still have that feeling we did when we did our first ever video and like you know we just don't know where that could go and i think the support we've had for it so far has been has been amazing and like so it really does mean a lot every every comment every share every subscribe it, it does mean a lot and it, and you'll be amazed how much it does help us and, and drive us on to do more i know some people like we again, we look at the stats. A lot of people watch it without subscribing. A lot of people do do that sort of stuff. But I think I think if if people knew what the effort that goes into some of that stuff, they'd realise why we're just doing that and why we just do that in our coaching. Is that it's not just flicking a camera on and fucking talking shit. I mean, m most of it is, but it is a, there is elements of it that are planned out. It's well thought out. There's there's themes to it. There's a lot of of work that goes on behind the scenes to to create something like that. So um, yeah, we're just going to make sure we focus on doing more of that shit yeah basically are we going to body power on the Friday are we doing that uh, yeah probably might be maybe I'm not overly keen on going but <laughs> I'll be there yeah um, yeah so mm. we'll probably be going there so again if anybody wants to do anything whilst uh, I'm game to eat food is that before or after oh no before I shoot no yes yeah, just four weeks before I shoot mate you know yeah it comes say hi Come say hi to everybody at Body Power, 100%. I'll be there Friday, Saturday. That'll be fun. Are you speaking, Tom? 
I am speaking on uh, a panel or two. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I, I think I'm speaking with the the lad who created Integra. Um, Integra, like bodybuilding, performance, whatever his name is, Michael Cauldron. Um, I think another lad as well. I, I think I know. I think I know what my topic will. Well, what a couple of the topics will be about education and then athlete training. Um, if anybody wants to come and uh, listen or heckle and ask ridiculous questions, then they're more than welcome to. So. I don't know where our invite is to talk, Dan. Has it been, nah. been lost? Must have been lost in the mail. I don't know, mate. Check your junk folder. <laughs> Definitely, hundred yeah. percent, mate. So I think I think I I think it says something like not professional enough. Yeah, could <laughs> swear too much probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't be allowed to swear on stage, will I? Yeah. Mate, you you boys have done it before, so I'm I'm excited. Should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and from an outsider looking in of uh, your YouTube videos, it looks like does look like fun. And and Mike, even though Dan won't say it to you, he's he's having the best time that he's ever oh. had when in fitness right now. Yeah. Oh, appreciate <laughs> complete lies. <laughs> Com- complete lies, mate. I appreciate you saying that, and the fee- the feeling is mutual. <laughs> All right, with that, we will end it on uh, a lovely note, mate. And uh, thanks for coming on, Mike. It's been obviously long overdue. That was yeah. purposeful. And yeah. uh, I mean, go subscribe. Yeah, we're gonna, to, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to go back to like the first guest and ask them again now. I know. To come back on. We've kind of just we've used everybody, so <laughs> it'll be another about 150 episodes till we invite you back. If that's See cool. you in three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Go check these guys out on YouTube. Thanks to everybody that's rated. Uh, we're. I want. What do I want? 125 five star reviews by Easter, wasn't it? Something like that. I think we're pretty much new, new oh. enough there. That'd be oh, fun. Jack. No chance. No, okay, fine. If you like this show, uh, unsubscribe from Biceps of Banter and then subscribe <laughs> to Prepeel. <laughs> uh, Great. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, mate. And me and Dan will catch you next week. Yeah, anytime. <laughs>